What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, guys. Before we get into today's show, just a couple quick announcements. This is Kelsey. I'm going to be headlining lots of dates coming up on the road. I'm going to be at the Comics Roadhouse Club at the Mohegan Sun Resort in Uncastle, Connecticut, July 1st through the 3rd, and then I'm going to be headlining DC Comedy Loft in DC July 8th through the 10th. So many more dates coming up, guys. Go to KelseyCook.com for tickets. And you can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for business coaching and business consulting services. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're going to be talking to you guys about criticism, about handling Mm. criticism, uh, managing it, the different types, constructive criticism versus destructive criticism, and just everything in between. So, so juicy. Let's (laughs) dive right in. But first, a quotable. This is from, oh, submitted by Helpster Diana. says, healing does doesn't mean the damage never existed. It means the damage no longer controls our lives. <gasps> wow. That's a Akshay Dubé quote. Yeah. That's, wow. That's a good one. <laughs> that is an excellent one. I have not heard that before. Thank you so much, Diana, Yeah, um, for submitting that. And if you want to submit your own quotes, you can head over to patreon.com slash self-helpless. Yeah. I think a lot of perfectionists, myself included, can get caught in that trap of ruminating on things that you wish hadn't happened and just being like, ugh, mm-hmm. just I, I wish I could have just avoided that damage or whatever it is. But right. that's not that's not reality. You can't live life perfectly. You have to right. figure out how to deal with it once stuff like that happens. Oh my gosh. Con- I'm constantly pulling myself out of perfectionism. So yes. My phone is just filled with hot tips to get myself out of spirals. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. 
I mentioned it before. I mean, it's we're not sponsored by this app or anything. I just really am loving it. It's called the I Am app. Um, I believe if you just search it on on your phone, and it's that little widget that sits at the, your top of your phone, and it just refreshes a new positive quote or something that motivates you. I, I just love it. So every time yeah. I look at my phone it makes me feel good. Right now it says, I know I am good enough to accomplish whatever I set my mind to. And I'm just like, thanks phone. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like a fairy godmother out of nowhere. So nice. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if we can't break our bad phone habits and you're going to be looking at it, you might as well get a little positive boost while you are. Yes. Yeah. That is a really good practical tip. If you're spending a lot of time somewhere that might be sometimes draining your energy, how can you implant something that's going to yeah. level some shit out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I yes. like that app a lot. Um, so handling criticism. When we decided we were going to talk about this, one of the first things that came to mind was the book, The Artist's Way, which we have talked about so many times. Probably the most referenced book, I would say, on this podcast in the almost four years of us doing it now. Um, but criticism is a topic that comes up frequently throughout The Artist's Way. And it has stuck with me in times that I've received criticism because there's just some really foundational truths that I had not heard about criticism until I read this book. So I wanted to just read a couple little pieces of it. Yeah, Um, So she's talking about the shame aspect of criticism and how that can potentially shut people down from creating more. Um, So Then she says, let me be clear, not all criticism is shaming. In fact, even the most severe criticism, when it fairly hits the mark, is apt to be greeted with an internal aha if it shows the artist a new and valid path for work. Um, The criticism that damages is that which disparages, dismisses, ridicules, or condemns. It is frequently vicious, but vague and difficult to refute. This is the criticism that damages. Mm -hmm. So just right there, I... I love that because it's true. It's not, it's kind of like what we were just saying in the beginning of this episode with the quotable. It's like, you can't go through life expecting to never receive criticism for your work. It is a part of life. I mean, it's a part of relationships. It's a part of things even outside of work, but it's the criticism that is presented in a way that's actually helpful and constructive. Right. That can make you go, oh, not only was this potentially not painful to hear, but I'm glad I heard it because now it's helping me. So helpful. I love constructive criticism. I honestly, for for me, criticism holds a very heavy weight, that word. I just like saying it's feedback, it's information, it's data. So when I get that information, I'm like, wow, this person gave enough of a shit to send this in or let me know this thing because they obviously believe that I'm going to receive it and maybe implement it and do better or do things differently. And I appreciate that. It's the destructive stuff that is very unhelpful and fucking rude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? Yes. Absolutely. Um, And then she goes on to say, shamed by such destructive criticism, an artist may become blocked or stop sending work out into the world. A perfectionist friend, teacher, or critic, like a perfectionist parent who nitpicks at missing commas, can dampen the ardor of a young artist who is just learning to let it rip. 
Because of this, as artists, we must learn to be very self-protective. Does this mean no criticism? No, it means learning where and when to seek out the right criticism. As artists, we must learn when criticism is appropriate and from whom. Not only the source, but the timing is very important here. A first draft is seldom appropriately shown to any but the most gentle and discerning eye. And I like, again, there's just, I think there's so many good nuggets in this because it's true. I think the longer you're doing your craft or whatever it is you're working on, you learn who in your life you can show a first draft of something to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, anything creative. I feel like you earn, you learn that early on when you're starting of like, who you can, who can you trust with information and who is not to really be trusted for that specific thing because of their own fears that they might project on you. Right. And that's a big thing too, is when you are receiving destructive criticism, trying to take a step back and go, okay, who is the person that's saying this to me? Yeah. And where are they at in their life? And do yeah. like do I respect them? Oh, absolutely. I actually have done several exercises around this too. And I just like to, I like to ask myself a few questions about the person. Um, do they seem happy? Are they doing what I want to be doing? Do they have a life or lifestyle that I would really enjoy? And mm-hmm. 10 times out of 10, the answer is no, when it's yeah. destructive criticism. And that's very yeah. helpful. Um yeah. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan of actually putting pen to paper and asking yourself those types of things. Yeah, especially if it's a big criticism. If it's something that really, really hurts, I think it's good to just sit down and break all that down sometimes. Yeah. Um, so those are those are some parts, uh, some excerpts from The Artist's Way that I found, found very yes. helpful. Very nice. Another thing I, um, I love doing is... If I'm nervous, if I'm scared to do something because of criticism, I, you know, instead of that, like that vague fear that's floating around in your head, like everybody's going to think I'm stupid and not, you know, I'm going to get all this shit. (laughs) It's like writing down the exact people you're worried about. And when you actually write down the exact people, you realize, oh, it's like three people I'm scared of, not five million people floating around in my head, not the whole world. And then looking at that list, okay, what's a solution for each person on this list? Can I have a conversation with one of them saying, you know, maybe I say, I'm trying this new thing. I'm a little nervous. Like you want to open open them up to support you? Or am I going to share this thing on social media that I'm scared about? Can I just hide it from this person so I don't feel that pressure? Yeah. Like actually actually making it tangible and realistic versus just being so afraid and make, you know, it kind of just piles on when you don't actually um, extract it like from yourself, you know? Yeah. It, I I think when we're in the place of receiving destructive criticism, it triggers that other part of our brain that's not really thinking logically, which I think yeah. that's such a great exercise you're talking about to actually write down like, okay, how many people are you actually receiving this criticism from? Because most right. of the time it's a much smaller pool of people than in right. your mind where you're like, oh my God, everybody thinks this is like, no, three right. people on the internet right said a, said a mean comment and now you're letting that inform your entire reality and that's just like not exactly. the case exactly <laughs> it's like you get in that flight or flight mode because yes. if you're getting criticized it feels it can feel threatening yes. because criticism might be like an attack back in the day might be an attack or something worse and then like i literally i've done this exercise before and i'm like oh my fucking uncle's neighbor's sister's <laughs> daughter why am i worried about her 
I see her like every five years. This is insane. This this is the type of person I, I was going to let these three people stop me from per- pursuing this thing I'm passionate about. That's that's wild. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, um, you know, in Julia Cameron and the artist I talks about that we're not able to control, right, necessarily the amount of criticism we're going to receive or when. And I'm learning to just more and more online that the more your stuff um, is reaching more people, you are just, it's a numbers game. Like, yeah. you will be receiving criticism and... um I had, this is, I guess this is my like good shit for the week, but I'm going to, I'll bump it up to here because it makes sense to talk about it now. So some of my stuff went viral on um, TikTok. And did we talk about this on the last episode? I don't remember. Was it the Tinkle Gang stuff? No, no, no. Okay, that was different. Okay, yeah. So no, we haven't talked about this. So um, my bit, it's a bit from my album Saber that came, it was like from three years ago. It's my Callie Kelly autocorrect, like death by autocorrect bit. Okay. And I, um, I posted the clip on Instagram and I posted it on TikTok and it got on TikTok. It's about to hit 7 million views oh, Wow! <laughs> in a week, which is crazy. Yeah. And, um, it's so wonderful and it's been like an exciting little boost. Um, and, mm. but at a certain point, I had to, like the initial comments were fun to look at because right. it was a lot of people being like, oh my God, this is hilarious. But once something reaches 7 million people, yeah. you are dealing with all kinds of crazy. All of it. You're dealing with a lot of people. Yeah. And I'll get notifications that I'm getting like a bunch of comments. And then I will look and I will realize that it's two people that are having a fight oh, yeah. within one of the comment threads. Somebody <laughs> saying something shitty about the joke, somebody coming to my defense, and oh then the gosh. two of them just have a battle royale for the right. next 72 hours. Oh, It's wild. So um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it's just the, the amount of criticism. It resonated a lot with me in the book of like, you're not going to be able to control it. Like you just, you really can't, especially no. with- things online but um, who was yeah. it was it our was it um liz liz, liz yes miel uh, liz mealy liz mealy oh my gosh i loved what she said when her one of her videos when it when we start getting trolls and haters that means like oh it's getting seen this is great news i love that approach because it is I true it too. like listen you can't avoid it and the more you get it just means well you're doing something you're putting yourself out there yeah and not everybody has to like you or love you for you to do what you love and be successful at it. Right. That's what's great. It's like, you know, everything is subjective and some people are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> TikTok is funny too, because um, I feel like Instagram is a little bit more personal, right? Whereas TikTok mm-hmm. is just this like very open form. It's almost like watching TV. I think people feel like they're watching TV rather than understanding that it's actual creators. I mean, I've joked that TikTok is like my new favorite TV show because you feel like you're watching a show. But people will just leave like such savage comments and then you click on their profile and they're following you. And you're like, gosh, why are you following me if you hate me? (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Going off of that, I don't know what conversation I was in with somebody 
not too long ago, more of like an acquaintance situation Mm -hmm. where somebody talked about that they follow people they hate. Like there's something called hate follows where you, you follow them because they drive you nuts and you hate everything about them. And you want to some, for some reason, have that in your life. And of course you can, you can, um, envision my response to that uh sure I'll leave it out but um i was just like oh fucking gross you know like why gross like why would you why why i mean why? that's just that is actively feeding such a dark part of yourself right and also like you're following somebody so you can be mean to them or you can encourage other people to be mean to them. Like, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. I'm like, I feel like I've been real nice for the past four years when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like done with it. I'm over it because I see like the damage it can do if somebody yeah, it's horrible. is new to something or like they finally got the courage to do something and then they're met with something like this. It's like, you know, the the mindset you have to even go, you know, be in to step forward. And I'm just tired of people getting bullied around this stuff. The online bullying shit is so real. Yeah. It's so real. And um it really fucking I mean people there's doc- documentaries about people taking their lives from online bullying. I mean it's, it's horrific. It's horrific. And uh yeah, it's it, it feeds off of each other the the people who are doing that are then feeling validated like that this is a thing the fact that there's even a term for it called hate following it's that's didn't know it was a thing yeah not not happy about that (laughs) no no yeah um but yeah that's tiktok makes you realize things that you didn't otherwise like i guess the hate following stuff where right it's one thing to get shitty comments but it's so interesting to me to then see who said it and be like Wait, they why are more. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Why it's wild west out there? Cause... Wild west on TikTok, man. T- <laughs> it's yeah. It's like careful what you wish for. I just hit three hundred and thirty thousand right. followers on TikTok, which is the oh most I've ever gosh. had on any platform. And you're like, yeah. this is so exciting. I hope this translates into like people coming out to live shows. And right. um, but yeah, I have to. I have to kind of not look at comments for the most part which is a it's a bummer you know it's kind of a bummer you have to like limit that and um yeah yeah just an unfortunate part of this territory if you are doing anything where you are putting yourself out there you are stepping forward and being courageous about something it's gonna happen whether it's on the internet or by a family member or a friend or an acquaintance yeah and yeah so Should we talk about a couple of the differences here and some hot tips? Yes, please. (laughs) Okay. Um, So just to kind of go over, you know, just an overview, constructive criticism is designed to point out your mistakes, but also show you where and how improvements, how improvements can be made. So this is like the good shit, you know, constructive criticism should be viewed as useful feedback that can help you improve. Uh, yourself rather than put you down. When criticism is is constructive, it is usually easier to accept, even if it still hurts a little. Yeah, absolutely. And then destructive criticism. This is the mean shit (laughs) (laughs) or negative criticism. (laughs) We just like just swipe this out and call it mean shit. Mean Um, shit. Yes. When someone is giving destructive criticism, it can hurt your pride and have negative effects on your self-esteem 
and confidence. Destructive criticism is often just thoughtlessness by another person, but it can also be deliberately malicious and hurtful. Destructive criticism can, in some cases, lead to anger and or aggression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it le- it, it's like somebody took a shit on top of your head. Yeah. And then yeah. you're like, well, what the fuck do I do now? I'm just walking around with shit on me. Like, you, how do I clean no, this shit? How do yeah. I clean this shit off me? There's no direction. There's no, it's, it's lacking that aha moment that yeah. Julia Cameron talks about where it's like, oh, okay, you said this thing and now I'm going to take it and use it to improve. It's just somebody right. trying to make you feel bad. Right, exactly. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And it's interesting because you... I mean, even like reading comments online or whatever you might be reading, um, you can tell what's constructive and what isn't. And the thing is, the people who are leaving destructive criticism, most people are like, "Ooh, that person's got something going on." Like, I don't, I don't know if there's enough awareness with somebody leaving destructive criticism to know that it's very transparent that what they're doing is just attacking somebody for the sake of attacking and there's nothing, there's no weight in it. Um, yeah. And it's, to me, when I see that stuff, it makes that person look bad. It doesn't make the person they're criticizing look right. bad in in my eyes. It's like, wow, that person's going through a lot of pain and hurt and this right. is the outlet they have chosen. And I know for me personally, when, I mean, gosh, we've been doing the podcast for four years, we've been in the public space, you know, all of us in some capacity. And when I get criticism that is just, sometimes it's just not even factual and it's really funny. You know what I mean? Like it's just somebody making an assumption about your life and stating it like it's fact and reality and it's not. And that's the kind of stuff that I usually just am able to laugh off because it's like somebody saying, Delaney, you're three foot four. Why are you so short and get (laughs) taller? And why are, why are you staying three foot four? You know what I mean? It's like, well, I'm five, eight and a half. So that's kind of a weird thing to say. Okay. That's funny, I guess. Um, (laughs) Right. Oh, that's such a good analogy. That's a great way to look at it. Where it's like, that's just not even, that's not even even true. That's not even true. You don't even know me, and you're just saying something like you know my life. Right. And it's very. Right. Are you really five eight and a half? Yeah, you're tall. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, <laughs> I mean I know you're like taller than me, but 
I, yeah, no, I'm pretty, t- I'm a pretty tall lady to hear it in numbers. I'm like, damn. Yeah. And I've always, I mean, I've been tall since I was younger too. So I was always like towering over people. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was the opposite. I, we used to have a running joke with my friends and I in middle school that, cause you remember taking like sports photos as a team. Yes. So it always looked like um, I was like the coach's daughter that they let sneak into the photo. <laughs> you were in the front row. I was always in the back. <laughs> I just looked like significantly shorter and smaller than everybody else. And I was always just like, Coach Hilliard, like, really? Like, get, get your kid out of here, man. Like, what is going oh on? Oh, my That's, gosh, yeah. dude. That is so funny. Have you – I don't know if you experienced this, Kels, but, like, any criticism that I might get, it might be, like – kind of mean but a part of me believes it so it hits me so much harder where like let's say somebody calling me three foot four it's like that's hilarious because everybody can see I'm five eight and a half whatever right right. but if somebody says something like really mean um in a different respect I'm trying to like think of you know examples but um and if I'm like oh that's actually something I'm working on and I'm worried about and does that mean everybody knows that like something, you know, Delaney doesn't speak with conviction about this thing, right. That I'm like, Oh, I'm actually working on that. And does that mean everybody else thinks like I'm not showing up in a certain way too? Right. So it's weird. Like the way that you feel about yourself is also a huge factor in how criticism affects you. Right. For sure, man. That to me, those are the most damaging times when it's destructive criticism and it's hitting on something I'm insecure about. Yes. Because that's that effect of, um, if you get a destructive piece of criticism or you read a mean comment or something online, part of your brain goes, does everybody feel this way? And only this troll is unwell enough to say it into the internet. Right. Like, is this person speaking on behalf of everybody else that is just too nice to actually say what they're thinking, but this is what everybody's thinking? Like, yeah, that shit is tough. Woo. Yeah, that is, that is very tough. Um, so when you are interacting with someone who is criticizing you constructive or not, here are some reactions and actions to try. And this is all from psychology today. Number one, stay calm. Calmness, even if it does not come naturally or easily, always wins over agitation. You will get to the next several steps only if you can remain calm. Keep breathing deeply. This is very challenging to do in the moment, dude. This is like you have to like talk yourself out. Like, don't, don't say what you want to say. Don't fight back. Take a breather. I mean, I have, I have, um, you know, experience where I am so upset and angry in the moment about something that was just horrible that was right. said about me. And I, in that moment, I'm like, I I feel like I could totally do X, Y, and Z and humiliate this person. And I have all the means to do it. And I'm like, I could totally do that right now, but I would not stoop to that level that they have met me at. You mm-hmm. know, like they, I will not meet you there, dude. And mm-hmm. so I will have to, I try to just sleep on it. I just say, look, I'm taking the night and I can take action tomorrow if I'm still fucking pissed. <laughs> right. Right. And, and I wake up and I say, you know what? I feel better. I'm not going to be that type of person. Something usually positive has happened since that moment to make me kind of come out of that. Do you have anything that like pulls you out of that moment, Kels? Yeah. Well, and I was going to say too that 
there are so many times in life where I think you receive criticism and you don't even realize until like three hours later how much it bothered you. Mm. Because sometimes criticism is just really like, they just can slide it in real smooth, real subtle, real slick, just a quick kind of like passive aggressive or whatever. And in the moment you're, you'll feel, I feel like I'll always feel it in my body where you'll Mm. go like, "Mm," like, why did my stomach just kind of tense up? Like, why do I feel not great right now? But if you're in conversation, especially if it's with somebody that you are not used to them making you feel a certain bad way, you might just like kind of blow through it and keep the conversation going. And then it's not till later when you're on your own that you're thinking like, that was kind of fucked up. Like that was, that was shitty. So, um, yeah, I think, I think your, what you're saying you do is, is super helpful and it's hard and it takes practice to take a deep breath and be like, okay, like, just staying in touch with yourself. If you know criticism is happening in the moment, just being like, yeah. no, this fucking sucks. But take, take a deep breath. Maybe a CBD gummy or a glass of wine or a sure. good burger. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to um, do. Yeah. And then next one, you know, listen before you start responding. Let the person finish saying what they need to say. If you don't, you will appear defensive and the other person may become more agitated Take a moment to prepare your response. And if you are not ready to respond, then move on to step number three. Kelsey, you yes. wanted to shout step number sure. three? <laughs> number three, tell the person who has just criticized you that you need time to, to fuck off. Up. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> 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 I was not expecting that. <laughs> I hear you out and I need you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Have a good day. Um, (laughs) you need time to think about what they have said. This tends to be very helpful because we often feel differently about interactions after this crucial period of time has passed. Just true. Right. Uh, Yeah. And that's just a reminder, like, as you're hearing criticism, if it's really fucked up, you like, you don't have to yell and scream back. I mean, you fucking can if you want, it's your life. But also an option is just removing yourself. Right. Right. Just being like, okay, like. I hear you. I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need some, a minute. I'm going to yeah. go take a break. I'll call you tomorrow. Sometimes if it's a really toxic person, I think you can tell in the moment that you're not going to be getting through to them anyway. Right. Especially right. if they're in whatever headspace that they are to be saying what they're saying to you. Yeah. They're almost like looking for you to come like join them. Like, let's, yes. like, let's fucking brawl. Like, I feel like that's the energy that some people have where they're like, yeah, daring you to confront them. Totally. And sometimes it's just best to remove yourself. Um, it's true. It's like, sometimes you have to know when you're about to waste your energy or when you're about to, you know, expel some energy and it will actually resolve something knowing yeah. the difference with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number four, keep in mind that there may be something positive going on here and try to identify what that may be and see what you can learn. So yeah, sometimes if it's constructive. Mm-hmm. Uh- CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. 
the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, I know for me, sometimes I tend to, if I can hear criticism start to happen, I can feel my defenses go up. Mm. But I'll have to like be like, okay, is there, but is there something that's being said here that is actually helpful? Sometimes, right. sometimes the answer is no. Right. Um, so uh, if you are not sure if the feedback has any merit, then consider running it by a trusted coworker or friend who will be honest with you. Pick a person that you trust to speak the truth to you. It is easier to hear the truth from someone who knows you and cares about you. Yeah. That's a great one. Like get a, get a second opinion. Yep. Absolutely. And when you decide to respond, ask for examples. If you are being told that you seem uninvolved, unprepared, inconsiderate, thoughtless, et cetera, and this doesn't ring true for you, then ask for examples. This gives you something to work with and think about. That is an excellent piece mm-hmm. of advice. Mm-hmm. Please list the examples. or and, and if you need to list your own examples, too, of why that's not your truth, too, Take some time and like bullet point and write them down and bring them to whatever the discussion might be too. Yeah. It's a really good one. It can also highlight if they are being an asshole without you having to look confrontational. Right. Because if you're like, can you, can you just explain to me? Like, can you give me some examples of what you're talking about? And if they're not able to like really articulate in a meaningful way what they're saying, then you're kind of letting them look bad on their own. Right. Not having to do anything. Right. They're slowly imploding before you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And this is a tough one, but hear me out. Uh, Try to have a bit of empathy for the person talking to you. They might think they are being polite or actually care to help you succeed. Now, this is from Psychology Today, not my own words, because I do believe empathy is super important, but not at the expense of mistreatment. So having empathy for somebody who may, maybe they said something a little like rash or that, you know, they didn't communicate properly and it hurt you and resolving that versus somebody who is abusive and you can have empathy from them for very fucking far away. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, empathy. Ooh, <laughs> slippery empathy. slope. Sometimes slippery slope. But yeah, I uh, I have a hard time distancing myself from from those situations because it's it is easy sometimes to look at somebody who is clearly in pain, saying hurtful things, and go. Right. But I know, I know why this is happening because yeah. I know that this happened in their childhood. I know that they went through this. X amount of time ago or whatever, like it is easy to have empathy for people, but it is so important to not let yourself get fucked over and hurt. Yeah. If if you are continuously having there's there's all different situations, right? But if you are time and time again having to justify somebody's behavior when they're hurting you by using empathy and it like that's you have to keep track of like, am I doing this over and over for this person? Exactly. And like, you know, have empathy for yourself. 
you know, first and foremost. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I just think that having empathy and understanding where they're coming from. And I, for me, it's like having empathy in the sense that it must be really hard navigating life as this person does. That must be, that must feel really painful and challenging. And I have empathy and I wish them the best, but it doesn't mean that I need to continue to surround myself with that. Yeah. I can remove myself and love them and have empathy from afar and that is okay. That's that's being empathetic to them and you, you know? Yeah. Having empathy for yourself. What a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's, that's a big part of the equation. You can't just rescue people. Right. Yeah. You can't just have empathy for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. That, that's, mm-hmm. that's a tough life to live. Mm-hmm. Um, And then number eight, consider doing something nice for yourself on the day that you have received information that feels critical. We all benefit from proper self-care. Couldn't agree more. Oh, yes. Couldn't agree more. I think, and that's a big part of Artist Way too, is really treating yourself, uh, especially in those moments, like think about your your inner child, your child self. Uh, That's, you know, all of that self-help work is like, talk to your inner child and be like, I'm sorry that hurt today. Like that, that fucking sucked to hear. Let's go get some ice cream. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, and you know, checking in, like, why am I feeling hurt or defensive about something too? Like if you are receiving criticism, because for me, like going back to what we talked about where maybe they're saying kind of something mean, but it hits us because we're like insecure about that thing. And well, if I'm insecure about that thing, what can help me improve upon that? So then something like this in the future won't affect me as much. Do I want to, you know, have this conversation with somebody? Do I want to take a class and improve this, improve this skill set? Do I want to do this thing? And then I feel like you're slowly building your wall up in a good way of being able to have those things bounce right off of you. Yeah, definitely. Um, Is there a time in particular that you can think of that you received destructive criticism and how, how you learned from it, how you handled it. Yeah. I think for me, what really stands out because I don't feel like I've ever, you know, a lot of these tips are like handling or dealing with something really face to face. Yeah. And for me, I think a lot of the stuff I'm thinking about has really happened in on the internet you know, like the, yeah. the the internets and the trolls and the messages and that kind of stuff. And for me, um, it was basically like, okay, when I was on social media, I was like, I don't want to give anybody visibility or a platform if they're going to say something hateful about me or somebody else that might be following me or somebody in the yeah. comments. And so having a zero tolerance policy for that, whether that means the the they get deleted and blocked they get restricted or removed some way, you know, that kind of no tolerance policy, or am I going to post something and like, do I want to disable the comments? So there's no opportunity for anybody to say anything. Right. Um, so those types of restrictions, and then just really stepping away from a lot of that, um, you know, like, I mean, even with, um, self-helpless and stuff, it's like, we, we aren't the one handling anything. Um, we don't see emails, we don't see reviews, we don't see a lot of that stuff. And I think that removal is important for our mental health. I don't know, Kels, if you feel that same way. And it's We do see, I mean, like we, I I go onto iTunes and I look at the reviews. um, Right. Like we do, our our producer does send us emails that are like sweet and positive. Or if it's like 
constructive criticism, we receive those too. But we exactly. are not, we are no longer the ones that filter Sifting through, through and, yes. and potentially, um, you know, get hurt by it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's like a filtering process I think is super helpful because then we have somebody mm-hmm. in, in place to send us like, here's all the nice things people are saying. And then here's the constructive criticism and let's implement this. And I think that's really nice because we hear, we, we see the good stuff and we see the important stuff that's going to help us move forward, but yeah. we don't see the mean, hateful stuff of people just saying mean things about like, our hair or voice or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just don't need to know like, okay, that's cool. But I think that's been, um, you get enough shit from me about your hair. So (laughs) you don't need it from (laughs) listeners. I don't need Susie from Oklahoma telling me about it. (laughs) Your hair looks so cute. By the way, I love it. And I was, Oh, thank you. This is, Oh my gosh. The whole high ponytail. I just wish I would have done this 10 years ago because it makes me feel like, well, I tried a little bit and it's still like dirty. It's so flattering and it pulls your whole face up, right? That's like a big focus in my my uh, my makeup workshops oh. is lifting the face, the appearance. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, You're welcome. One point, because I want to hear about you, Kels, um, is I think there's a difference between removing yourself to protect your energy and do quality work versus removing yourself and like staying sheltered and naive about stuff. That's not what I'm about. It's, it's kind right. of about the news or something. It's like, I can doom scroll for 24 hours and feel like shit about myself and the planet. Yeah. Or I can set aside 10 minutes a day to go to a trusted source, get the information I need, ask myself, how can I implement or help the situation? And then go back to my day and that's the same thing I feel about criticism. It's not like sheltering it and not not paying attention to anybody. It's really just about right. if you want to keep go- doing certain work or doing something, you have to set boundaries. It's a huge boundary. Right. Yeah. So what Definitely. about you, Kels? Any, any specific period of time or moment or you know piece of thing that you put out into the world that resonates with this topic? Um, I... Th- I've touched on it before earlier on in the podcast, but I think doing like some of my um, earlier TV sets were um, some of the first time that I had been opened up to criticism on a whole new level, both on the internet and also um, within uh, certain comedy relationships where it's like all of a sudden you kind of can become somebody that is doing an opportunity that others might really want. And if they are not getting it, then they are going to look for ways to pick it apart, potentially, you know? And uh, I had some really tough times with that early on of taking things very personally rather than taking that initial step back and going, okay, but who, who is the person saying this to you? And what is their career like? And is this the type of person that is even in a good place in life where you would want to hear these things from them? And so, uh, I've, yeah, those, those were some early times that I wish I had not let it cut me so deeply, Mm -hmm. but I, I learned from it and now I'm, you know, I think I would also enter if I was feeling insecure about something uh, like a piece of work I'd put out, I think you could like feel it on me 
and you could mm. feel in conversation. Like if it got brought up, I, I think I thought, oh, if I say a remark about the thing I'm insecure about with it first, then it will like let them know that I know I'm insecure uh, about it. So then they won't criticize me. I'll just like call attention to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's funny because that would be like met with a lot of people being like, oh, I didn't think that at all. And right. um, it was, I had like a, a, almost like a desperation, I think, like an energy about certain TV things of being afraid to be further criticized after getting shitty stuff online or whatever. And I was, I was seeking validation. Like I, yeah. I really was wanting um, people to comfort me and I was, I was feeling insecure. This is a few years back. And I know uh, comics, we still deal with insecurity all the time, but I was, I was much more insecure then. And I'm glad now that I, I feel better in that way, but I used to really like put a lot of weight into people valuing me and mm-hmm. saying nice things to me. I would put a lot of weight in that. And then if they said mean things, that would like really, really take me down because I didn't have a good enough relationship with myself, I don't think. So the more that you can be your own uh, cheerleader and be proud of yourself and and feel secure and confident in yourself, the less you need other people's validation and the less you will be brought down by other people's criticism, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And another fun thing is like you can write down evidence that like proves the opposite too. Like if you're being, if you're feeling insecure about something or somebody said something really mean, think of all the instances where people have said the exact opposite. If that that means like screenshotting nice comments you're getting or, um, you know, keeping it on your phone or a piece of paper on your desk or in your, you know, a drawer or something that's easily accessible, like all the nice feedback, all the wonderful results that you've provided people with whatever work that you do, whatever it might be. And that's a really nice thing to just continue to add to and reference and help, you know, kind of pull yourself out of that, that, you know, one person's shitty comment doesn't mean that the world doesn't want you doing that. Right. That you do, you right. know? Yeah. 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 Um, any, uh, any quick segments for me? I already said my segment earlier. Oh, we got to do iTunes review first. Oh yeah. Uh, go for it. Do you have, do you have anything la- like a last takeaway for anybody who's, who's, ha- who's managing criticism right now in this moment? Mm, good question. I think you need to treat yourself a little bit. I think you need to be kind to yourself, do something that's going to make yourself feel good and do something that's going to make you feel bonded with yourself mm-hmm. and, and write out the list. Like Delaney said, write out the list of like, who is this person that you're receiving it from? Do you respect them? Mm-hmm. Try to kind of go to the source, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And know that you're in good company. Anybody who's ever done anything, that is courageous or against the grain or new has gotten criticized. For sure. It's all good. For sure. Um, you want to read the iTunes Yeah, skills? Yeah. So this is from Kara. Um, it's titled Keeping It Real. My name is Kara Brown uh, or Kara. I'm sorry. I'm not sure Kara or Kara. Um, and I am from uh, Falmouth, Kentucky. I have never been one to listen to podcasts, but was scrolling through Amazon Music and came across y'all. I was hooked after the first one I listened to. I love that y'all will talk about things that are extremely uncomfortable for most. 
<laughs> and us most of the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and to be able to give positive, straightforward feedback to your listeners. I hope that one day soon I will be able to see you live, continue to keep it real and wish you all the best. Thank you, Kara Arcara. Thank you so much. What a Thank kind you. review. Thank you. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free to head over to the iTunes and leave a five-star rating review or whatever else you want to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It really yeah. does help us stay on the charts. So yeah, it's take, very nice. It grows the community and everything. And yeah. I think the only segment I'd have is like, I'm just been married for two weeks and uh, doing married people shit. Now we're doing like, Oh, wow. financial planning and stuff. And I'm like, when did we be, when did we become these people? Yeah. <laughs> look at you. Very weird. Um, and we've made some investments recently. So that's been interesting. And yeah, that's, that's all I got. I'm just like, Whoa, I'm, I feel married now. I'm doing, I'm doing adulting and it's very strange, Yeah, but I'm still, you know, in my underwear on the couch. Doing <laughs> <it>. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Well, we're all so happy for you and we're excited to see wedding pictures when you have them. Yes. I know. I'm excited to share. I'll let Good. you guys know. All right, guys, uh, we love you. Remember to go to KelseyCook.com for tickets. Uh, I'm at the Comics Roadhouse at Mohegan Sun in uh, Uncastville, Connecticut. I'm not sure if I'm saying that city right, but um, that's July 1st through 3rd. I will be at the DC Comedy Loft July 8th through the 10th and so many more shows coming up. So go to KelseyCook.com. Beautiful. You can head over to DelaneyFisher.com for business coaching and consulting information there. Great. All right. Bye, you guys. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 